We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Okay, with this, uh, spring onions, silver bit, and broccoli. You've got a bit of parsley too, I see. Yeah, parsley, yeah. This is Mosese Viliviliawa. He comes from the Kandavu Islands south of Fiji. And we're discussing vegetables. Not so surprising, given that he comes from a tradition of working the land for produce. But what's a bit more surprising is that we're in Christchurch, and when I visit him, it's midwinter. And yet, Morsese's garden is still bursting with life, full of vegetables. His Chinese cabbage. Just not necessarily the ones he's used to. Uh, this is cereal, or what do you call it? Cereal? Uh, celery? Celery, yeah. So this impressive crop is contained within a hothouse he's built himself. It's where we're talking today, and it's a good two by three metres. I just built this hothouse from scrap, just from these guys off cuts. It's just for health and well-being, because right now the vegetables are very expensive, eh? They sure are. So, yeah, <laughs> we try to minimise buying from the supermarket. And not so long ago, this creation of Morsese's was put to the test. Seven seasonal workers from Fiji found themselves here in Christchurch without accommodation. Morsese put them up for two months and fed everyone, including his own family, wife and two kids, and a lot of the meals came out of this hothouse. And I've been telling them, we're just going to eat whatever (laughs) we eat every day. (laughs) And we manage. And they see what's happening right over here. And two, three of them, they got their house and they've been planting as well. (laughs) And tell me, what did you cook? Like the things we can eat for like a lot of us, like dal and vegetables. So for example, if you're going to cook dinner tonight, what kind of things would you pull fresh out today? You can see some spring onions there. Like during dinner, we just cook anything, then we just look in the garden or... We got some spring onion and, <laughs> yeah, we just put in the pot. <laughs> so how did I happen upon Morsese and his little oasis of green? Oh, this is uh, Morsese. Well, I came here with one of his fellow countrymen. Yeah, my name is Esala Wakamadawai. I came to New Zealand in 2017. We were given special medical council registration to work on our clinical skills. So practiced in Fiji for 12 years as a general surgical registrar. Did medicine in Fiji. So after 2017-18, I went back to Fiji and uh, I thought that there's better opportunity for the children here in Aotearoa compared to Fiji. So I resigned and came here. Isala currently works as a disability information coordinator for advisory services, including the Pacific provider Vakatotoa. 
but he's also doing a PhD at the University of Canterbury's Macmillan Brown Centre for Pacific Studies. His thesis looks at type 2 diabetes and this gardening project is part of it. Reducing the risk of type 2 diabetes in indigenous Fijians using cultural and practical ways. So gardening is a cultural and practical way that I thought can be used to mitigate rising non-communicable disease and especially type 2 diabetes. So while his shift from medicine to university study might seem like a bit of a change of pace, it's kind of not, because it's part of the bigger thinking about how lifestyle changes can affect our health. There are modifiable and non-modifiable risk factors. Uh, Non-modifiable, we can't change anything, genetics, but modifiable risk factors, physical activity, diet and obesity. And out of these three, uh, the most significant risk factor is obesity. And gardening is a way of making people move. As a surgical registrar, Isala has seen the impact of type 2 diabetes on his country firsthand. He's performed many amputations and says there's now one every seven and a half hours in Fiji. In Fiji, the Ministry of Health website, prevalence of type 2 diabetes is 30%. In other words, one in every three adults living with type 2 diabetes. So it is a big problem. And I guess going back to things that we've always done in the villages might be the way to go. Like gardening. The research part of the gardening project's been funded and supported by groups within UC, the Cluster for Community and Urban Resilience, and the Pacific Ocean and Climate Crisis Assessment Project. There's been support too from the University of the South Pacific. And Asala has also involved his children's school, St Francis of Assisi. So this was built uh, just for the community garden. Last year there's children planted here. They planted uh, corn and uh, beetroot. We had tomatoes in this plot, so we just distributed it to the community. Yeah, this is uh, where we all started before going to, to the houses. But the lion's share of the practical gardening has been done by the Kandavu Canterbury Club. So people like Mosese from the Kandavu Islands who now live here in Christchurch. Pegasus Health provided $5,000 towards the project and that's been used for wood to build hothouses and also for barrels that people can plant in because most of the club members are renting so they're not allowed to dig in their gardens. That means if they move house, they can take their gardens with them. Some, like Mosese here, have really taken to the project. In fact, he's even started composting. As you can see, the container they have been putting like food... Um, Scraps and things. Yeah, for compost. Maybe I'll try to do bio... Uh, what's it called? Biogas. <laughs> <laughs> you can come back, you can see biogas here. <laughs> uh, I look forward to it. <laughs> But the benefits of this project for Mosese and his family have been more than monetary. Learn new things and different kind of foods and new lifestyle. Because we've been doing uh, like a training program and together with this gardening, with kids and all the family. <laughs> what kind of things have you been doing? Like walking and doing some touch rugby. <laughs> walking. Uh, what you call that uh, hill up there? Rapaki. Rapaki. <laughs> Some Saturdays, yeah. It's about what you eat, how you train yourself, how you feed yourself.
Now, there have been a few challenges. Like I say, these aren't the vegetables Morsese is used to. Back home, there's plenty of land to grow produce, and it's things like... Cassava, taro, sweet potatoes, and uh, taro leaves. Maybe call it ruru. Like the ruru over here, it's eight leaves. It costs like eight dollars. <laughs> One dollar per leaf. Yeah. Taro leaf. It's taro taro leaf. leaf. And of course the climate in Fiji is a bit more conducive to mid-year planting, or in fact any time of the year planting. Because in Fiji we can just plant any time we like. And in New Zealand, so we try to experiment. (laughs) Whatever can be planted on winter season. That is tomatoes, Moses. That's um, eggplant. How's the eggplant going? I got like four out of it. <laughs> this eggplant is very expensive. Like seven dollars for one, eh? Well, if you got four, that's already uh, <laughs> good going. Despite the challenges, Esala explains they're both here to give opportunities to their children. Not just because we're migrants here to New Zealand uh, to take the easy road. So I want them to work hard, despite all the challenges. At the moment, I work full-time job at uh, Vakatautua and my wife works full-time as well. When we finish, we come home, prepare dinner for the children, and then we go and do our second job in cleaning, uh, just to help. uh, I think the cost of living in New Zealand is just too high. It's very expensive. Uh, Sometimes we miss home, want to go back, but I think it's a sacrifice that we all have to make for our children. And for Pacific people, family comes first. As for Isala's own opportunities, ultimately he wants to get back to medicine, specifically research, something he says is not prioritised in Fiji. There's lots of key information that can be used by not just specific peoples, but globally, especially in developing countries. I learned this uh, when I was doing my master's in medicine. He studied the prevalence of liver abscesses in Fiji and his work was published in the World Journal of Surgery. That's when I saw the impact that I can make by using research to help uh, Pacific peoples. So liver abscess is very common in Fiji. Why is it common in Fiji? No one really knows. Maybe a prospective study might be needed. Another thing he says is lacking is a tool that would identify the risk of diabetes for the Pacific community here in New Zealand. That's something I want to change. And secondly, I want to show that even though we're migrant communities, we can go back to our roots as a way of mitigating health problems. And he believes those roots can be found in simple things, like gardening, and that here, amongst the greenery of Morsese's hothouse, the seeds for change can be sown. When I'm in a space like this, it's very peaceful. Uh, Morsese, what do you think when you're working in there? Yeah. It's like at home. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little piece of Fiji here mm. in suburban Christchurch. Yeah. Even if the vegetables are different. And it builds a sense of pride as well to do something like what Moses has done from nothing. He built all this, brought all the soil. It's like growing a a family, Mm. apart from the real family, another family. For your family, for your children? Yeah. Mm. What do they think of it? They like it. They've been watering the garden, planting. They learn new things to plant whatever seeds. (laughs) 
And it's all just what Isala had hoped for with this project, encouraging learning, studying something new with a view to helping his people. Everyone is learning. Yeah, yeah. Children are learning. Parents are learning as well. In fact, there's an expression from home that sums it up pretty well. There's a saying in the islands eh, that crab will only follow the pathway or the direction that it learned from the parents. So it will go sideways if the parents are going sideways. Yeah, so it won't invent a new way of crawling. So it will just follow the parents' footsteps. So if uh, we are doing this now, our children are looking and touch wood, they'll do the same. <laughs>